Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. with Wings Productions presents Chapter 5 of The Skylark Bell Skydive. I'm your host, Melissa Oliveri. In last week's episode, Farfalla had a strange encounter with a mysterious woman who seemed to avenge her after years of mistreatment at the hands of her schoolmates. In today's episode, we read Chapter 5, Marius, in which Farfalla and Marius finally meet for the first time. Today's podcast partner is The Nightcap. If you're a fan of the eerie and inexplicable, be sure to check out fellow Boopod Network member The Nightcap. The name may sound familiar, as we've worked on a collaboration in the past, which yielded my story, Mrs. B's Haunted Trinket Shop, and their fantastic episode about haunted objects. Check the show notes for links to their podcast. Now it's time to settle in, Grab a blanket and a warm drink, and let's get started. June 12th, 1923. It has finally happened. The rest of the school year went by faster than I would have thought. Priscilla's hair eventually grew back, but she was so ashamed of how she looked she mostly kept to herself. And Sadie was sent home after the incident and never returned, so I didn't have to put up with their rude comments and mean pranks. I graduated from the aviary just last week, and am so relieved I never have to see those cold stone walls again. Mama and Papa came to my graduation ceremony. Mama says I'm a lady now. Maybe she's right. We'll see. But that isn't the big news. I had a fitful night last night. I don't remember if I had any dreams. I haven't hung up Isadora's dreamcatcher since I got back from school. But something prevented me from getting restful sleep. Then, I woke up this morning knowing today was going to be the day. I don't know how I knew. 
I just knew. As the sun began to set, I started feeling nervous. So I took a walk out to the apple orchard and climbed my favorite tree. I sat for a long while watching the sky turn from lilac to pink to deep yellow and orange. Then closed my eyes and let my thoughts drift quietly out to him. I heard him before I saw him. The thud of hooves on the dirt path between the trees. I was smiling before I even opened my eyes. I watched him for a moment before he got close enough. Then I simply said hello. I think I startled him. He looked up at me with wide eyes, then said something about a magpie. I thought it was strange in the moment, but I didn't give it too much thought. I didn't know then that it was a name. I didn't know that it was her name. Farfalla hops down from the tree with expert agility. There are no magpies around here, she says, as the man dismounts his unusually large horse and walks to her. She feels butterflies take flight in her stomach at the sight of him. My name is Farfalla, she says, her eyes running over his perfect features, dark curls and gray eyes. And I'm guessing you must be Marius. Her father had mentioned the mysterious Marius several times throughout the week and had told her he would be their dinner guest earlier in the day. She didn't think much of it in the moment. At the time, she didn't realize it was going to be him. Marius stands in stunned silence for a moment, and Farfalla worries perhaps she has done something wrong. There's a strange look on his face, like a mix of sadness and recognition. Finally, he nods and clears his throat before sticking his hand out toward her. Yes, Marius, Marius Corbeau, he says, smiling. Farfalla shakes his hand, a smile teasing the corner of her mouth. It's very nice to meet you at last, Mr. Marius Corbeau, she says. I've heard a lot about you. My father has taken quite a liking to you and your work. Your father has been very good to me since I came here. I'm very grateful to him, he replies. They stand in silence for a moment. Then Farfalla suggests they make their way toward the barn so his horse can get settled in before they head inside for dinner. What is your horse's name, she asks, noting the huge animal's unusual color combination. It has a velvety smooth black coat with a striking white mane and tail. This is Cormorant, my loyal and trusted friend, says Marius, running a hand down the horse's neck. Farfalla gets a pleasant shiver watching his hand glide on the horse's smooth coat. I hear you have just returned from boarding school, he says, making conversation. Farfalla tells him about Priscilla and Sadie, and they laugh and laugh. Then she tells him how much she disliked being at school and how much she missed running through the fields at Meadow Lane. I used to love exploring as well, says Marius. I missed class on more than one occasion to go check out the ruins at the old mill, he laughs. The mill here in town? asks Farfalla, confused. The mill is still operating and is definitely not in ruins. Marius gets a strange look on his face, then shakes his head. Oh, I, I meant the ruins of the mill in the town where I grew up, he says. Farfalla nods and smiles at him, 
They've come to the barn door, and she pulls it open, heaving it to the side. She leads Marius to an empty stall, and he walks Cormorant into it. She stands back and watches as Marius whispers to the horse before stepping out of the stall. I'll be back soon, old friend, he says, then turns toward her and smiles. Shall we, he asks, extending an elbow toward her. Farfalla does her best to temper her nerves as she grabs hold of his arm to walk back toward the house. They sit across from one another at dinner, and she spends the entire meal fixated on him. A couple of times she feels Paloma's foot kicking at her under the table, when her interest in Marius becomes a little too noticeable, causing her to blush and stare down at her plate for a few minutes. At the end of the evening, Farfalla walks him back out to the barn. You have a lovely family, he says to her, as she swings the barn door open to let them in. Yes, I'm very fortunate, she replies. My dream someday is to have such a family of my own. Farfalla catches herself then and blushes profusely. She hadn't meant to be so forward. Somehow, she feels so comfortable with Marius, she tells him things she's never told anyone else. He replies kindly and puts her at ease, then invites her to go for a ride the next day. Farfalla watches as he disappears down the lane into the darkness, then heads back inside to help her mother wash up before going upstairs to her room. She sits in front of her vanity, brushing her hair while staring dreamily at her reflection. A soft knock on the door brings her back to reality. Come in, Paloma, she says, already having guessed it is her sister on the other side of the door. Paloma rushes in giddily and plops herself on the edge of Farfalla's bed. Oh, Farfalla, isn't he just dreamy, she asks, clutching her hands together and batting her eyelashes. Farfalla can't quite tell if she's being serious or if Paloma is teasing her. Who are you talking about? asks Farfalla, a mischievous twinkle in her eye. Paloma rolls her eyes at her and drops to the floor at Farfalla's feet. Marius, she exclaims, I am entirely convinced he's quite smitten with you, she adds, taking both Farfalla's hands in her own. Farfalla smiles and feels heat rise into her cheeks. The truth is, she fell in love with Marius the moment she laid eyes on him. Okay, girls, time for bed, shouts Mrs. Shearwater from the bottom of the stairs. Good night, Fala, sweet dreams, says Paloma in a teasing voice. She kisses her sister on the cheek and skips down the hall to her own room. Farfalla finishes brushing her hair, then blows out her candle before climbing into bed. She lays in the darkness, replaying the evening in her mind. Marius appearing on the path below her perch in the apple tree, the moment they stood face to face for the first time, his smile as they told funny stories, the way his hand ran down the side of Cormorant's neck. The thought of him creates a flurry of emotion in her, excitement, joy, warmth, love, and something else, something that she pushes to the deepest recesses of her mind. Fear. Thank you so much for listening. Join me next week for Chapter 6, The Skylark Bell, 
in which the infamous bell makes its first appearance. The Skylark Bell podcast is brought to you by Fate and Starling Publishing and features original music by Canal. If you're enjoying this story, please consider leaving a rating on Spotify or a review on Apple Podcasts. They help give the podcast visibility so others can find and enjoy the story. And as a bonus, they make me smile. You can also connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, Mastodon, or Patreon. And you can find more information as well as Skylark Bell exclusive merch on my website, theskylarkbell.com. Just check the show notes for all necessary links. Once again, thank you for listening. I'm Melissa Oliveri, writer, host, and producer of the Skylark Bell Podcast. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.